This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship video by St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on January 30, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The second reading comes from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 13. If I speak in the, t in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all, all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope and love abide. These three and the greatest of these is love. This is the word of the Lord. Love never ends or love never fails this love of God that's where we're heading this morning that's where we're heading this year as 2022 begins after these years that were 2020 and 2021 perhaps very very tough ones for all of us whether we're starting out at school this year and that's a very exciting thing to be doing or starting some other new endeavor or whether it's uh, deja vu all over again for you as, as 2022 begins, in some sense, in some sense, we're all starting out in a brave new world again as this year begins. How is it going to look? What do you need in your backpacks for this year ahead? Apart from the obvious, of course, um, in your lunch boxes, I'm sure all of you, if I can get my lunch box out here, it's such a good lunch box. In my lunch box, of course, there are some givens. Um, peanut butter cruskets, peanut butter and cheese cruskets. I'm sure we've all got these in our lunch boxes this year, haven't we? But what else do we need? What do we need to fill our backpacks with today? What are God's expectations for you this year, for us this year? And how will we live up to those expectations? What do we need? Well, God knows. And we're going to ponder that question a little bit with the resources that God gives us today. Let's pray. 
loving God of all love. As you walked through that hostile crowd, you walked the way of the cross for us today. Help us, Lord, then in our ears, in our hearts, and indeed the fullness of our lives to receive your love for us and to be your love in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, so what does God expect of you this year? It'd be nice to know the specifics, wouldn't it? You know, um, after these last few years, it'd be lovely just to have that clear runway. I imagine, like uh, for us already this year, there's going to be some unexpected surprises. Um, We were expecting to have a wedding on January the 8th, I think it was, and on January the 7th, because of COVID reasons, that wedding didn't go ahead. We don't want those unexpected things to happen, but they might be there. What are the things that can be expected? Well, during this year, we'd like to help us ponder these things. We, uh, if you were able to come to our special general meeting last December, we said, let's do some planning together in various ways, one of which is to do some work in a focused way on our living. And one of the things that we're looking to roll out this year is this focused living course which many people have already done, as I understand, I'm talking to many people here at St Paul's in previous times, perhaps when uh, Pastor Alan was here and have uh, felt uh, that, that it brought great blessing to them at that time. We're going to use that resource again this year. Sometimes we'll know God's call very, very clearly. For example, as we heard our reading, our Old Testament reading in Jeremiah chapter 1 today, we heard the words that God spoke to Jeremiah Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Wow. Before you were born, I set you apart. Wow. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. It's pretty clear, isn't it, I think, um, what God's call to Jeremiah is and was. When I was considering whether God might have been calling me to to study for, uh, to become a pastor, for example, I was a bank manager, and I used to ask God when I got off the bus and I was walking home, God, can't you just give me a sign? Just give me a bit of thunder, and we've had plenty of thunder, haven't we? Um, he could have saved some for them, but I got none of that, no lightning in the sky. So it doesn't often happen that way. Perhaps it does from time to time. Maybe you've asked for such guidance as well when it's been unclear for you. But I think what's true, what's very, very true as we hear God's word for us again today and always, is that God speaks a word for us in our lives, whatever they're bringing. So again, if we go back to that reading that we still have up on the screen, before I formed you in the womb, God knew you. It's not just a word for Jeremiah. It's a word for, and fill your name in the space for this year. God knows you. God knows that in love he created you. You are very, very special in his sight. And yet he knows in that love of that sin that clings to us and does damage not only in my life but in the lives of others. And God appointed his son to come for you. This is true of all of us as we start this year. For all people of faith in Christ, a gift to receive again. And God does set his people apart. He sets you and I, us together apart, just like he did Jeremiah, perhaps to be his hands in the world, his voice, his wisdom, to be prophets who bring the heart of God to a world in need, to be witnesses where we are locally and beyond to the ends 
of the earth. This is our shared calling. This is your and my shared calling this year to bring the love of God to the world. And so we come to 1 Corinthians 13, a chapter perhaps that we might know very, very well. And it brings us to a shared call and a shared gift that we have from God to love, whatever this year might be bringing. To be, first of all, people who are loved. And this is God's very special desire for you and me and for all people. To grow in relationship with him and to grow in the maturity of faith through receiving. We start the year as people who receive, receive God's love for us. And to grow in that love. As I start this year, one of the things that I have in my space is that I'm beginning as the assistant bishop of, the, of our church. And there's a prayer that Martin Luther prayed, which is of great interest to me. And it might seem very focused on me, but I'd like you to listen into this prayer because I think it speaks to all of us. Luther prayed, Lord, I wish to devote my mouth and my heart to you. I reckon if I asked you this, is that your desire too? I think we'd be pretty close to all putting our hands up. Lord God, he goes on to pray, you've appointed me as a bishop and pastor in your church, but you see how unsuited I am to meet so great and difficult a task. Don't we often think about things in that way when it comes to witnessing in the world, perhaps? Luther prayed, if I had lacked your help, I would have ruined everything long ago, and I still ruin things pretty regularly, and thank you for your grace towards me in that space. But Luther prayed, therefore I call upon you, I wish to devote my mouth and my heart to you. I shall teach the people, I myself will learn and ponder diligently upon your word. Use me as your instrument, but do not forsake me, for if ever I should be on my own, I would easily wreck it all. Amen. Typical Luther, wreck wreck it all, amen. That's how it finishes. The starting point, I think, then, if I can suggest a starting point among many for 2022 in discerning God's call in my life is to follow Luther's example here. Number one, to be people of prayer, people of prayer who, and our prayer starting point is a reliance on God, a God who promises in great spades gifts of grace and life and fullness. The wonderful thing is that as I empty myself of, uh, you know, I've got to do this or I'm anxious about that, and it's not easy to do, I'm not suggesting this is a throwaway line, but as I empty myself, God fills my backpack, my life, with the things that I need. And the connector, I think, then, as um, Luther would guide us, is God's word. So one of the things I'm definitely going to pack alongside my peanut butter cruskets this year is God's word in my backpack, and I encourage you to do the same. My question is, how in 2022 will you connect to this word? How will you grow as people of the word and people of prayer? Years later, another Martin Luther, Martin Luther King, who has a public holiday in the US on the third Monday of every January, I was reminded of this recently, also spoke of God's love. Do you know who Martin Luther King was? Maybe some of the young, younger people may not be so familiar. He was a, an Afri- African-American Baptist pastor in the United States in the 1950s 
and 60s. And he spoke up against things like segregation and discrimination as it was occurring amongst African Americans and other ethnic groups in some places and ways at that time. Martin Luther King was famous for a boycott that he led of um, a segregated city bus uh, run in 1956 where people were actually segregated. Who could go on a, on a bus? Crazy, isn't it? And he uh, was able to make a big difference through that work. He's famous for his strong leadership and his advocacy for non-violent resistance and protest. But he, he led hundreds of thousands of people through states of America to Washington to speak against the things that were wrong in 1963. In 1964, when I was two years of age, he was awarded uh, the Nobel Peace Prize uh, and he became the youngest person at that time to receive it. He was a giant of his time, tragically murdered in 1968, but whose words and legacy uh, continue today. And he wrote a letter in um, 1963 um, and it was headed up, wasn't Jesus an extremist for love? Wasn't Jesus an extremist for love? His letter was written in response to some other pastors who challenged his method of civil disobedience as being too extreme. King wrote of the middle way in the crisis of segregation in parts of the US at the time. His was the way of scripture. His was the way of love of standing between the extremes and of making a real difference. He said, I've tried to stand between these two extreme forces, saying that we need to emulate or to follow neither the do-nothingism of the complacent nor the hatred and despair of the other extreme. For there is a more excellent way of love. There is a more excellent way of love. Wasn't Jesus an extremist for love, he wrote. And I can't help but think that those words are important for us also today. Darkness cannot drive out darkness, he also wrote. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And so we look to where the light shines to learn of love for us. We look to Jesus, the light of the world, who goes to the darkest place, the place of the cross for us. We know that verse, for God so loved and God so loves the world that he acted, didn't he? He acted for you and he acts for you and me today and everyone in it, in that he also led a non-violent extreme way to drive out hate and fear by giving his life for the world. Perfect love drives out fear, we hear in 1 John. So if fear was sitting in your backpack, may I encourage you to know that as you put your cross in there, that Jesus is with you this year and always. What does God expect of you and me, of us, this year? We're called to be who we are, people of God, people who witness to Jesus in our life, people who serve others, people who grow in God's grace and people who go to make a difference. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment. As we start this new year, let's hear it again, shall we? That you should love one another just as I've loved you. You also should love one another. By this, 
everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. How will we respond in 2022? As you discern God's call for you, look to God in Jesus and you'll find the answer. Confidently, along with your peanut butter cruskets for this year, be packed with God's goodness and lifelong love for you and make a God-sized difference in the world because love, the agape love of God, never ends. It will never fail. So I reckon we're good to go. Our backpacks, let's do it together in love. Amen. And God's peace, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.